Are you taking a reactive or proactive approach to your taxes? Do you wait until the year is over and hope for the best when tax time comes around? Is your business taking accurate tax deductions and receiving all the tax credits you deserve? Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge. Today, we will answer these questions and many more. So sharpen your pencil and take some notes. Now, here is your host, Marcelino Dodge. Well, I wish all a beautiful day. Winter is definitely on the way. It was quite chilly this morning. So uh, being in Southeast Colorado and any part of Colorado, it always starts getting a little bit chilly this time of year. But hey, it is what it is. I welcome all to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge up to show number 45. Uh, quite a little journey with the worldwide audience all throughout the U.S. and China, Germany. It's amazing how many people are interested in U.S. taxes around the world. But hey, it is what it is. And we enjoy sharing the information, whether you listen on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, wherever. Mm-hmm. Great. We really appreciate it. We have so much information we put out on a regular basis on this show. You're certainly welcome to always give me a call here directly. It's 844-394-4287. You can request a free mutual exploration session through our website, cashtracksfinancial.com. Then during the show or afterwards, if you have any questions as well, you can email. It's success at cashtracksfinancial.com. And we're going to discuss an interesting topic today, which is has to do with, is your do-it-yourself software competing with your tax professional? This is a very interesting topic because I've been dealing with this for a long time. And I have uh, Catherine Dalton from Taxware Systems, which also happens to be a company that I use for my professional tax software because they're a really good company. And I've been using them for several years. And just a little bit know about Catherine here. She brings over 25 years experience from insurance, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm also licensed in insurance myself, so I kind of can relate to that very easily. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, she was a marketing director for an independent insurance agency in the Inland Empire and has seen challenges that insurance agents and tax professionals face to stay relevant as technologies and marketing budgets change uh, by by the lizards in the industry, of course. Yeah, jingles and stuff that they put out there. And actually I can relate about the insurance part because you got all these things advertising. Buy insurance here, call this number, buy your insurance or whatever. So that's the same, ch- so the so the, between insurance and tax, it's very similar. It's very similar. Very similar. And yes, and uh, we appreciate how Catherine advocates for the tax professional in her role. She's a director of sales of marketing at Taxware Systems and very passionate about this topic that we're going to talk about today, which is interesting. We focus mainly on taxpayers, but yet as a taxpayer listening to this podcast, this is something that affects not just tax professionals, but it affects tax payers because they got so much going on and they're being marketed at so much that you just got to be aware that they're, 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 they're going after you, but they're trying to leave out the tax professional. But yet, how important is a tax professional still going to be, which is why we're going to talk about this today and why I appreciate Catherine being here in supporting tax industry like she does my own business here. There is hope. We're going to stay positive, how we can achieve goals and how, as a tax professional, I always try to stay relevant, which is why many of the services I offer through my business are here is simply because mm-hmm. of that. So, so Catherine, I just want to say welcome to the program today. It's very exciting uh, having you here. And so uh, how are you doing today? 
Thank you. Thank you, Marcelino, for inviting me. It's, um, it's, I'll admit, it's my first experience here on this type of a broadcast. And so I appreciate the opportunity to kind of stretch and grow today, right? Um, yeah. I'm doing well, doing well, and I'm just glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we cited, uh, hopefully we'll be able to cover all of these, but I noticed we got like six, six main areas that we wanted to cover today about how tax pros, like ones like myself, we need to set ourselves apart with skills and expertise and how -hmm. we can do that, how tax software companies are disloyal to their, to their, to the professionals in providing also do it yourself software, uh, how these uh, challenges tax professionals have, like with the insurance industry, there's similarities there, as I mentioned earlier, and I can, like I say, I, I am insurance licensed myself. So yes, I can definitely relate to that part. Uh, what the tax pro can do to help curb that and help taxpayers, which is once again, why this is important for taxpayers is because tax pros can do more than just taxes, which is what, what we're really trying to do as well as consider some stats, uh, how self-preparing is increasing. Is that a good thing? Well, well, for a tax professional standpoint, it really isn't. And even for taxpayers, it may not be very good. And then even am I as a tax professional seeing this trend and appreciating this? Well, I know I am seeing this, but are there other tax professionals appreciating this? I don't know. Because I don't know how many tax professionals actually listen to this, but if they do, you need to pay attention to this. And even taxpayers need to be aware of all this information because the whole point of this program is to inform you what is happening in the tax industry to help you make wise choices. And as in the opening, we want you to be proactive with this as much as possible. So, okay. You ready to, to boil into these topics there, Catherine? Sure. Sure. Okay. You lead the way. Okay. So our first one here has to deal with the importance of how tax pros set themselves apart with their skills. So mm-hmm. to you as, as, as an individual who's marketing for a, professional software company. Uh, Why do you see this as so important for tax professionals to do this? Well, like I mentioned, 25 years in insurance, we, um, we boiled down into this, uh, you know, for, for most of those 25 years. Um, At first, when we started, there was the yellow page advertising, there was, um, you know, uh, something in the mail that you could send. And, and that was about it. Marketing you know, wasn't out there as crazy it is, as it is now. But as the independent agent, they needed to really um, not just rely on those types of methods to think that they were going to acquire you know, new clients and things like that. You really had to do what you could to set yourself apart. And so a lot of training went into the end for, um, and that training came from actually are the insurance companies that the independent agent represented. And so that's kind of one of those things that's really different in the tax industry. So like, for example, Safeco, Liberty Mutual, they were awesome about it. They would really reach out to the independent agent and teach them about websites and teach them about being where their clients are, being evident. They would teach them how to share their expertise. Um, And that was that is a resource that I don't see that is matched in the tax industry. Instead, you have the the big names out there, in essence, undermining the tax professional because they are creating a software that um, they tout can do the same thing as a tax professional. And so that's that that's really disconcerting when I came into this industry. Mm-hmm. Yes, and certainly, yeah, that and that's one of the reasons. One of the reasons why there is such a difference is because coming from the insurance industry, usually you're you're representing a certain company, whatever that mm-hmm. that company is, and they they 
they provide a lot of resources and usually do a lot of training, which mm-hmm. a tax professional, usually they're a sole, pro- <laughs> a sole proprietor, mm-hmm. usually you're a small office of some sort, they're operating their own business. Mm-hmm. And so they don't usually have those kind of support mechanisms that come in that, that like a larger company will, will provide. So yeah, a lot of tax professionals, and I know this just from my own area and where I work is that some, some, there are many mm-hmm. that still don't have a website today. Mm. I, and, I find that sad. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's true. And so that's why there's companies that uh, through like NATP, uh, the mm-hmm. professional association that, that work with them to help tax professionals to get marketing tools like website. And we'll, we may even talk about some of those tools Taxware does today. Taxware Systems does has working on providing today as well. But mm-hmm. that's where all of those are so important to come into and the difference is it with the tax industry, how it can be very disconcerting there. So you mentioned about five ways for tax professionals to set them apart. What, what do you look at those five ways? Well, um, I, I have my five E's, I call them. The first one is to show your expertise. And I think, Marcelino, you're doing that. You're an excellent representative of that today because that's what you are you know, putting yourself out there on this program every week, really trying to reach the the taxpayer out there to educate them. And, you know, there's a variety of different ways to do that. But really, number one in my book is, is showing your expertise. And this is one format that you can do it. There's lots of formats. Some of them, if this is too, um, this is, I mean, I would consider this a very advanced format. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, the second number two for me is show you empathize. Like, um, reach out to people in their times of need, in their time, in their critical times of their life, you know, certain life experiences, milestones. So, um, showing that you empathize during those times is, is, is uh, one way that really builds a strong bond with your, with your client. Uh, for number three for me is being evident, like being where they are, whether it's um, at a chamber meeting or whether it's at um, <clears throat> a school event, that kind of thing, you know, uh, when we're talking about, uh, uh, like you said, the small, um, small business operator, tax professional, that's, that's where they need to be. Number four, exceed expectations, like do that step beyond, whether it's an expectation in the office, or whether it's, um, you know, like providing just like maybe even some water or, or something, you know, an extra nice experience when they're in your presence. And, um, and be and, you know, in other ways, via email and newsletters and things like that. Um, And then fifth and final is hire an expert. And that doesn't have to be super expensive. But those are the things that I um, that I that I share and teach about often, you know, to to help the tax professional really um, change, you know, change the playing field. Like you mentioned, it's a tilted playing field. Mm -hmm, Yes. so we talk about sharing our expertise there and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the ways that uh, at least I'm doing it. And, and I know we're still encouraged a lot in the industry, a lot of meetings encourage us as tax professionals and taxpayers uh, look for, are using various means to find mm-hmm. ones, which is why sharing our expertise is so, so, so important. We got taxpayers who are doing searches online for, for tax professionals, many times it's on a mobile device. Mm-hmm. And so you can, as a tax professional, it's important that, that we be out in these, showing our expertise, be it through our website. Mm-hmm. Uh, I jumped on this back in 2009 
uh, I've had a Facebook page since 2009 <laughs> for my business. I've been That's on impressive. Since, yeah, I don't know why. I just felt like, you know, this looks important. Let me do this. Mm -hmm. so, I, so I just said, <laughs> I, set up, I set up a Twitter feed. Set me up a Twitter that back in 2009. I set up, uh, mm -hmm. what is it? Oh, I think, uh, oh, I set up my Instagram back in 2009. Mm -hmm. I, I set up, I think I've had my LinkedIn since 2009. Granted, they haven't had the most access and everything, but mm -hmm. I've had them set up and I've had them there. That's a, that's, that's something so much to be applauded there, Marcelino, because you have to, you know, stay current with the technologies that are out there to, um, you know, to be relevant, to connect with your customers on whatever platform that they're on or they could be mm -hmm. on. And then the other part is to just, you know, keep, um, keep move, moving forward with it mm -hmm. because that's, if it doesn't make sense in 2009, you know, by 2021, it's going to be like absolutely necessary. And you've mm -hmm. learned and grown with the platform through those years. And so mm -hmm. uh, you'll just be yeah. even more and more comfortable. So that's awesome. Of course, it is. It is. It is fun. I always think back because when Facebook was just really getting started in eight, nine, as far as when I realized, you know, maybe that's the only reason I even got on social media mm -hmm. was, was to add was to was to advertise business. That's the only reason I really got on there personally. But anyway, it's funny. I still look back and I think I got, when I got onto those originally, I got, I got started so early is that the, the handles, all the handles I have across those are all cash <laughs> tracks. I got, I, I nailed that early on with all of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that makes a big difference. And so I got all that out there and, and sharing the expertise and doing a lot of sharing. And so mm -hmm. I've, I know I try to provide my clients with a lot of great information constantly. Granted, it mm -hmm. may not be consistent, but I'm working at it constantly and mm -hmm. uh, using some services to help post content as well. And then, of course, put out content like this to just try to keep people going, try to keep them engaged. And so and not just looking for my local audience, but looking for, of course, in my case, nationwide, because being mm -hmm. an EA, it's so important there. And then empathizing. I agree with you on the empathizing. I, I've, I've done poorly in that overall, but over the last year, I've just done some simple things. Being in my little town, I'll oh, someone, one, uh, someone related to my client and whatever passed away. So I send him a, a card. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing the thank yous you get back just, just for sending a card. It is true. It is true. And, and, it's, and it's sincere and it does take a bit of work. But, um, but it, yeah, it is very much appreciated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, exceeding expectations. That's always one that I, uh, that I, I've always tried to do. And a lot of clients I talk to, which is one of the things I really work at doing with clients is just informing them. It's mm -hmm. like, I'll come in, especially new ones will come in from another preparer, or maybe they come in from using some DIY software and they just need to, I sit there and I just try to explain things in a common common way just because I'm because mm -hmm. one thing is with me unlike a lot of tax professionals and they're all great people but one of my significant differences is the fact that this is not my first career my first career as I had mentioned to you before the broadcast I actually went to school for radio radio and mm -hmm. broadcasting that's so awesome I was mm -hmm. I'm a more of a communicator mm -hmm. so I'll sit there and I'll explain things to them and they're like they'll give me that look like well that's interesting why didn't the other guy tell me I don't know why they didn't tell you but this is what it is <laughs> That's and a so, great skill. And so I try to do that, try to exceed expectations and just try to try to always just treat them like people. Cause sometimes at least what I've encountered sometimes, I mean, everybody I've, I've worked with across this program have always been great people, but I know there are some tax people that just in a way just are not nice. I will just say that. 
they're just not all of them are nice people for whatever reason. There's a lot. There's not nice people in every industry, but still, as a tax professional, you're dealing with the public. To me, it's it's an essential quality, and that's part mm-hmm. of exceeding expectations. And then, you mentioned about hiring an expert. What exactly do you do you mean with that? Well, from the tax professional side, um, that's mm-hmm. that's where that vantage point or in the, where that's from <clears throat> is that because you are so busy, you wear so many hats and you want to exceed expectations like you mentioned, but it's hard to do in the heat of the season when, and, and maybe completely on your own. Um, You can think to hire a little bit of that out, Um, hire out somebody that will be your right-hand person for some of that communication so that you can say, oh my goodness, I just learned this. You know, I I need you to make that happen. Um, Hire somebody that is, able to manage your Facebook page a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, make some of those updates on your website um, because you just don't have enough time to make all of that happen as a, as a small business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I advocate that, that there are people out there that it doesn't have to be like a huge expense. You don't have to look for the largest marketing firm in your area. Um, you can, you can make that happen, especially with a lot of the, the college age students, even, you know, younger people that have a handle on a lot of those um, platforms um, with some coaching uh, with, you know, with your um, wisdom and mature coaching, they can um, use that. Um, they can help you, you know, make mm-hmm. some of those communications and make them happen more timely than you could if you were, you know, just doing it all mm-hmm. on your own. So that's kind of where I go with that. Oh, okay. That sounds like what I talked to, um, a few weeks ago on another program about doing some outsourcing. Yeah. Outsourcing. You're right. <laughs> You're right. So that would definitely help there. Then of course, as you mentioned, being evident, uh, being out, being visible in the community, that that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. important. That that's important as well. Yeah. It just kind of depends on where your, um, your mm-hmm. clientele come from um, where the taxpayers are that are seeking your services. And mm-hmm. I think that we've learned with COVID um, it can be anywhere, you know, you don't have mm-hmm. necessarily the bounds of maybe even your own town, your own city, your own county, mm-hmm. you know, as much as you might have before. And that can be a real positive thing if you're ready for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely there. And that's so important to have all of those. And I really like those five E's. That's why I noted them down here because those are, uh, I, got, I know I got some work to do and I'm going to work at it. And I appreciate you really explaining those well. So to help help me and even help your tax professional. So if you're a taxpayer listening to this, you can sit and think, is the person that does my taxes, mm-hmm. do they do these things? Or yeah. if you're a person that's, doing, that's using do-it-yourself software, you can think, does the software do that? Do these things for me? I promise you it doesn't. Yeah, definitely there. Even if, because uh, some of them even offer certain, I will say free things with them or free whatever, but I put free in quotes because to me, free is more of a marketing gimmick than anything on, on each of those. So just, just yeah. be aware of it. And we'll expand into that um, on the next area here uh, about uh, software companies, which is, this is something that I'm just going to say off the bat, which is why I'm talking to Catherine here is that <laughs> Taxware Systems uh, is loyal to the tax profession. Yeah. They're a very loyal company. They, uh, do not market software to uh, taxpayers. They only market to market it to tax professionals. So mm-hmm. with that being said, though, let's take a look here with the uh, tax, tax, tax software companies. 
that are disloyal to essentially the tax professionals. So, I mean, what do you think about this, there, Kathy? <laughs> I mean, it's it's um, it's pretty blatant. Like I mentioned in the tax industry, um, <clears throat> our companies that we paid. Um, that we were connected to, you know, like you as a tax professional are paying um, a license for the software that you use. And so that's your direct connection to, to your software company. And if you are using um, certain companies, I mean, TurboTax is the biggest one out there. They call it the TurboTax effect. You know, guy, in insurance, it's called the Geico effect, right? And so when you are uh, paying your, your license fees as a professional to a company that is putting their license, your license fees into the TurboTax, you know, option for the taxpayer, you're kind of, you're, you're funding your own competition. And, and it's, and it's interesting as I talk to different um, tax professionals, how many don't make that connection. And so mm-hmm. um, it, it saddens me because in, in a, and and then they get used to a certain software and they don't want to change and I and I get it but it's I mean look look at the track record where is there where is there where's the money going you know where mm-hmm. is their emphasis from that company is it on you know really supporting the tax pro or is it really on on supporting their DIY you know a front that goes out to the public and yeah there's there's quite a few of them and and I hesitate to name them all because I'm just mm-hmm. not you know it's it's just not in my my ethical behavior to just blast everybody's yeah. you know in their company oh, no, name you know but do the research and when you go mm-hmm. in as a taxpayer and you i did a lot of research in you know just just on google and you go should i use a tax professional or should i use um you know a diy software and you start typing in you know do i need a tax professional and article after article are written to try to explain that to the to the to the t- taxpayer, and most of them have hyperlinks up the wazoo to all of these different um, DIY software. So even the articles that you're trying to read, you know, to, to mm-hmm. get like a you know um, a, a, an answer from, mm-hmm. are, are pointing you towards you know subliminally pointing you towards the DIY software where they get credit and financially you know, um, recognized uh, on the back end for the blogs that they've put out. So I just say, you know, kind of buyer beware on, on, on where you're getting your information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I have, I've never done a search like you, like, like you just described there, but it mm-hmm. certainly makes, makes a lot of sense there because I even see, I will even say this because I get emails uh, through the, I, from directly from the IRS. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, some of those are even pushing DIY software. Honestly, yeah, I have felt the same. I have felt the same. And um, significantly in the last two years, I've seen them push their free file um, software, which, you know, for the very, very, very basic return that has, you know, very little income, no schedules, no other forms, what have you, I can get it. You're under a certain, you know, uh, income limit. I can mm-hmm. get it. But when you go to look for those, you have to be really careful because you can end up, you get so far in, you've already put in all this information and then all of a sudden you figure out you need maybe another form or what have you. And then they start charging you for those. And um, what mm-hmm. turned out is your free file 
didn't end up so free by the time you're finished with your with your mm-hmm. service with them. And so I think that's one of the reasons um, uh, we mentioned TurboTax. I think they've pulled out of that free file offering just because they didn't want to jump through the, the IRS hoops anymore. So that's at least that's what I had read most recently. So mm-hmm. I, it, you, I have to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and regardless of whether it's the free file or whatever DIY software it is, is that mm-hmm. um, I know, like I say, because I've dealt with this, I've dealt with fixing a lot of these tax mm-hmm. returns, which is why I caution any taxpayer to use a, D, a do-it-yourself software, because uh, especially if you have a rental home mm-hmm. or, <laughs> or even a basic anything. business, mm-hmm. anything like that, you think it's simple. Of course, the so-called free system start charging you for once you start adding certain forms. Plus, mm-hmm. You as a taxpayer are often relying upon the questions that the software is asking you to put it in the right place. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, it's just like anything. If you don't answer the question the right way, it will go who knows where. Right. Right. And yeah. it might be another question on whether or not it should go in another place that would benefit you more, you know, in mm-hmm. another you know slot or um you know, p- postponed for a year or two, you know, whether or not you should deduct it now or over time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that really a tax professional can, can really tell you. And someone, uh, which is, which is a lot of these, like say a lot of these, some of these offer additional support that you're supposed to be able to have. I've never used it. I don't know, but they offer, they claim to offer some additional support, be able to talk mm-hmm. to a person live or a tax expert to help you to do your tax return or whatever. Mm-hmm. But how how does that is that is it really personal though? I mean, this person may see you one time, and then may never see you again. Yeah. You may you try to use that software again next year, and then you could have a different person assisting you. Who knows? Because mm-hmm. the people that the individuals that do that are great people, but are they necessarily going to do it every year? Yeah, not necessarily. Are you really saving time and money if you do that that way? Mm-hmm. That's the other part. And so, whereas if someone uses a tax professional like myself whether we do it through a video conference meeting and do it all electronically, or if you physically come to the office, you're going to have this, you're going to have this here to take care of you. Somebody who's familiar with their situation that you don't have to sit there and go through the being treated like a new client again, which essentially, essentially to me, in some of those instances, you are because you got to ask the questions and go through all the information. But once you get to know somebody, you maybe ask a few nosy questions to see, get any updates, but really, that's where the DIY software just uh, is really lacking there. So, yeah. So- and you mentioned those connections um, and you mentioned, you know, we have some, we have uh, an, uh, <clears throat> a recently launched software called Taxcom that mm-hmm. provides those communication tools for the individual tax professional um, to be able to communicate um, on all platforms in a, in a format where somebody is not willing or interested to come into your office. And so that just those, those same things that you just mm-hmm. mentioned, those are, those, there are tools out there for you to be able to make that happen even more mm-hmm. now than there was ever before. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I've even talked about previously about how tax, how tech savvy is your tax professional. Yeah. And which is why I talk, which is why I talk about things like using portals and e-signature and all of these things, which of course a year ago really needed to come out on the floor. But even now, tax this is something tax professionals need to deal with. And even as a taxpayer, under the current circumstances, if you're not comfortable going going to an office, 
mm-hmm. do they provide these services? We do here, and I've been doing mm-hmm. that for, for years, tech really. So uh, mm-hmm. that's just some of these industries, that, some of these challenges that we have. So we've compared it, done some, some comparison here between taxes and the insurance industry there. Do you want mm-hmm. to expand on any of that a little bit more about, about some of these comparisons? I just think that it it just yeah it just, the disservice that the the larger um, tax software companies um, just don't provide for their for the people that that they're paying their license fees to. I mean, I feel like they they're not providing that extra marketing, that extra support, that extra um, yeah maybe some education. You know, get your continuing education. You know, great. But what are they doing to help that? Um, tax professional, the independent mm-hmm. tax professional succeed um, in spite of the fact that they are providing a heck of a huge competition, both in marketing dollars and in, um, and in, in um, a force behind their, uh, their software to, to target that independent taxpayer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just something that, uh, that we got to be aware of. And I know, of course, every every company has their software, and some do uh, do do this uh, competition mm-hmm. with the tax pros. Others do not, and some have really pricey software. Some have very va- very good value software. But it, one thing that's always amazed me is I've gone through gone through and looked at saying, "Wow, I didn't realize they were doing that. Mm-hmm. They were competing against me. It's it's just phenomenal." But anyway, yeah. So what? Uh, when the time comes, are they going to represent you? You know what I mean? Your mm-hmm. DIY software, are they going to re- represent you when mm-hmm. when these challenging, you know, when or if, not in, I've, not if, when you get the, a letter from the IRS and mm-hmm. questioning something that you, you know, how, how yeah. things were added up in your, in your return. And the other part is, um, you know, like the last year, the last two years, really, but last year especially, you know, there is so many things that changed in the middle of the season, you mm-hmm. know, where you had the opportunity, Marcelino, if somebody had filed early, you know, um, we especially put in new reports and things like that for our tax professionals to be able to kind of glean who those people were that may or may not have needed to now amend or, or mm-hmm. at that point we learned later, you know, wait for the, for the government to modify like that unemployment um, compensation mm-hmm. Um those figures, you know, you're not going to get that kind of service from um, a DIY software. The tax mm-hmm. professional is the is the one, and yeah. and I think that 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 effort, that extra effort that you make as a tax professional, really in the long run saves time and money, and and gives you an advocate. We all need to find financial mm-hmm. planning advocates, you know, early on in life, in my opinion. And when you um, you need those mm-hmm. people that that will stand by you and that are going to mm-hmm you know, learn your life, which is, you know, you divulge a lot of it, as we mentioned earlier, um, and to, to just be able to rely on and to lean on and, and help them get through, especially if things, I hope they don't change, you know, as often <laughs> as they did this last season. Mm. Yes. Well, certainly we want to, hopefully, hopefully they don't change things, but that's been kind of the nature of what the whole <sighs> tax law has been the last five years. There's been so many changes, last minute changes. And then us as tax professionals are trying to get an, are trying to get them processed. And then tax software companies like 
like taxwares trying to get them worked into their their software. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, what most taxpayers don't realize on do-it-yourself software is that that software is not just dealing with uh, IRS rule changes. Mm-hmm. It's dealing with state changes mm-hmm. in 40, was it 43 states that have income tax. I, I was mm-hmm. misplaced that number there, but it's, mm-hmm. it's right around that, that have income tax. So then you got those rules as well, which, mm-hmm. which uh, that, that taxpayers don't realize that maybe the do-it-yourself will mess up on the state side, not necessarily the IRS side. And a lot of states, they 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 flip-flop their their opinion on some of whether they were going to follow the the IRS side, mm-hmm. and then they changed their mind. And and I've heard of a few that changed their mind back again. So it was it it was definitely an insane mm-hmm. year to just try to be out there navigating your tax um mm-hmm. your taxes your tax preparation you know on mm-hmm. your own yeah yeah well uh, i just know for colorado we had to go back in and do like a miscellaneous addition cuz colorado didn't was going to tax the un- that unemployment even though it wasn't taxed at the federal level they were still going to tax it at the state level so and they stuck with that <laughs> Some change back again. <laughs> uh, as far as I know, they stuck with it. I hadn't read anything differently unless I missed it, which. Oh, know. they probably did. They probably, you're it probably was, right. But, it's just, yeah, we're dealing with all of the states. So, you know. Yeah. So, you yeah, hear but, it all. Yeah. But one, one thing usually with Colorado is compared to most states, Colorado is pretty simple because they mirror most of the mm-hmm. federal stuff. So, but that's ideal. From, from when what I've worked with in most states, Colorado is one of the simplest <laughs> state-wise <laughs> compared to most that's states. Nice. They, they mirror a lot of things so that we don't have to go back and mess with this federal or this, no, no, or, or depreciate things differently because the state looks at it differently than the federal does. Usually we don't have to mess with that. So, which is one thing I'm grateful about doing mostly Colorado type returns, but that don't stop me from doing working elsewhere if I need to and getting everybody else's rules. So just another yeah. idea to keep in mind with DIY software, it's not just federal, it's state. And so I know that many mm-hmm. were scrambling because the unemployment change and, and it could, and if you are trying to do something on a do-it-yourself software and mm-hmm. in some, some in a state like Kansas or New York or whatever, or California, mm-hmm. that may not get it right for the state. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. It's, it's uh, I, I would say, like I said, I advocate for the tax using the tax professional because that mm-hmm. is, you know, if they, if, they say they might even their their advice might even be like hold off you know like let's give it a couple of weeks mm-hmm. let's let some of this legislation settle down um, and then let's you know and then let's because your return is you know mm-hmm. just that complicated or simple enough yeah let's you know let's put it through today so I think that just having that you know it it is worth its weight in gold to have your hand held on some of these these matters that. Um, that, that are so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. They are to actually have that extra assistance. So important. So uh, did you have the stats from 18 to present uh, on how uh, things have been increasing? Yeah. So, I mean, when I've studied it, having, um, looking at the last two years, you can't even really compare apples to apples. Mm-hmm. Um, but 2018, 2019, you know, we didn't have, you know, <clears throat> taxi, uh, um, taxi, or excuse me, tax seasons, not not tax years. You um, you didn't have 
COVID in the mix on those mm-hmm. and, and some, all those extra, uh, extra things that, that might have, that did definitely drive some, those self, self preparation numbers to go up. But in 2018, 2019 versus those two years, um, the DIY use of software rose 4.2%. And, um, I don't. I didn't. I don't have the stats from the year prior. I know that it was an increase over 2017 to 2018. Mm-hmm. Now, 2019 to 2020, because of COVID and because of you know mm-hmm. all of those people that don't normally have to file and they had to to file mm-hmm. um, certain things. Um, you know that kind of skewed the numbers. It'll take a little bit before we have some apples to apples numbers again. But in general, those numbers still showed an increase in cell preparation, and and the trend is up. And that was the thing with in insurance. You know the trend was climbing every year that people more and more people were purchasing their mm-hmm. insurance through um, in um, through you know DIY software online. And again, it's an industry that has a lot of complication, complicated coverages, complicated definitions. Mm-hmm. You know, am I covered for this? Am I not covered for that? Um, and so to see more and more people, you know, go go direct to to the internet to to solve those challenges, mm-hmm. you just know that come claim time, come you know, audit time, you know, in, in to compare the mm-hmm. two industries. You're, you're probably going to suffer and you're probably going to suffer damages mm-hmm. financially more than of the amount that you would have paid a tax professional. And so that's um, in the long run, you know, their mm-hmm. advice, finding a good one that's well recommended, like mm-hmm. yourself, Marcelino, that is, you know, it's worth it's, like I said, worth its weight in gold. Okay. Yeah, definitely there. Cause uh, a lot of what a lot of taxpayers don't realize when they go in, if they're trying to like, I will say, do it all themselves, do it all themselves from doing their their own accounting work and then trying to do their own tax work, mm-hmm. trying to do all of that, it is, it will very much be a challenge for them come out of time because mm-hmm. as, uh, as I was listening to another uh, podcast just yesterday regarding how the IRS, and this is something many taxpayers don't realize, IRS has statutory authority to request a copy of their QuickBooks backup file. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, and most taxpayers don't realize that and be, and see when they set up their, their do it yourself software, which so many of them I've seen when I get these profit and loss from ones that have tried to do it themselves, I see stuff that's in expenses. That's not an expense. I see stuff on a, on a balance sheet that shouldn't be on the balance. Anyway, stuff that's all over the place. Mm-hmm. And what most taxpayers don't realize is that when they do, if they do get audited and the IRS requests that, there's everything on there. Yeah. If you go, and so even if you go in and make these corrections or whatever, there's like an audit trail in there showing exactly what happened, when it happened, and everything. And so <laughs> that's where it's important to have a professional actually from the start of the business working with you, because I know you, a lot of the software, do-it-yourself software, whether it's accounting or tax, it asks you questions mm-hmm. and how to set it up. And just if you don't understand the accounting principles, which uh, most people are very good at what they do, but just accounting principles are can be complicated for for someone who's who's good at good at another task. But mm-hmm. if you don't answer the questions right, once again, everything's going to end up all over the place, and then either you need to just trash that system and start again <laughs> or, 
or have someone come in and help you to fix it, get it, get it right. And yeah. make sure payment, payment, like loan payments are not an expense. They're, they're a payment. They go in another spot and all mm-hmm. these kind of deals. So that's where most doing yourself great, but sometimes it's just cheaper in, in the <laughs> long run. It's cheaper to just have someone take care of that for you. And then that way you can go out and make, make the money more money probably than what you than what you're spending to get it done. And I talk about that in in some of the presentations I've done is that the fact that you get to actually spend your time working on your business versus mm-hmm. um, in your business. You know what I mean? There are those tasks that you will spend quite a bit of time, like you mentioned in that accounting area that you may or may not have an expertise in as 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 the taxpayer, as the as the small business owner. And it, it is well worth your time to let somebody else guide you and handle that and, and let yourself, you know, improve your business, grow your business. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so as we roll back around here from uh, do it yourself uh, software over back to thinking about the tax professionals, mm-hmm. uh, one of the questions we ask, and I, and I, and I, and I think this is a good question. Are tax professionals aware of this trend and do they realize it's affecting them? I'll just tell you right now, I think some aren't aware of the trend. I think you're right. <laughs> so I know you're you, right. How do you feel about this, uh, Catherine? Well, we have taken actually um, every event that we attend, we have surveyed the people. Number one, just asking asking them, you know, when we get to meet with them person person. But because of COVID, a lot of our um, the education events that we've attended have been online and um, in that virtual format that has some pros and cons. And one of the mm-hmm. pros is that we were able to put out a survey to people that um, were, you know, present at that that educational conference and. Um, I would say a good majority of them are in denial. Like, yes, you know, yes, it's affecting my business some. Um, some others were saying, yes, it's affecting my business a lot. Um, no, you know, all my clients are loyal. Um, over the last two years, I've seen the number of no, all my clients are loyal. That percentage of people that have answered that way has has decreased for sure. And so, um it's definitely been interesting to get that that feedback to to for people to go like okay yeah this is you know this is important this is disrupting my business this is this could be detrimental in a big way mm-hmm. am i using a software company that is promoting the use of um, DIY to the taxpayer i don't know how you could sleep at night and do both of those you know both of those things you know mm-hmm. it's it it's not going to change if and yeah, one person, you know, making a change in their software, is that going to, you know, really, you know, totally affect the industry? No, but it's kind of like, in my opinion, a little bit like ethical investing. You've heard of that before. Mm-hmm. You know, is that something that you want to, you believe is strong, strongly enough to take a stand in to, to support, you know, your industry, to support the business that you, um, that you provide, you know, and the services that you provide to others? If you don't yeah. see that, that there's a, 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 high, a hypocrisy in that, you know, I'm glad well, you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that, that's true of uh, so many industries and so many things. It's like uh, that's why that's why many. That's one of the reasons I don't use personally within my business uh, uh, a certain account, a certain company for accounting for accounting mm-hmm. software. It may be the most popular, and I see a lot of professionals use it or whatever. But I. I only use it when absolutely essential. Otherwise, I don't. Otherwise, I, I, I there's another company that I use, and it's and they they operate similar 
as Taxware Systems does, is that they only market through, it's only available through accounting professionals, mm-hmm. which is which in which is very nice, which has really helped me to focus on thinking about how I can use this. And then, and of course, I got a payroll system too, which actually I find just just great and amazing. And Good. and and what's nice when I talk when I talk to clients about this on their payroll, as compared to even the big payroll processors that are really commonly out there and everything is that in my case, I got some that do their actually use my system to process their payroll. But if they have a problem, they don't call an 800 number, they call me. Hmm. And so I get in there and I, I can, oh yeah, this, this boom. And, or they email me and usually within a few minutes, I have it fixed or whatever. So they don't have to uh, deal with an 800 number or a menu or anything like that. Cause I've, I've never used, had any experience with any of the big payroll providers, but Mm-hmm. Anytime an 800 number is involved, we know that there's usually usually a waiting time. Yeah, and maybe not even in this country. But I one that's interesting, um, I had a conversation with a, a tax professional where they did use a big payroll company and they profit, process the payroll for um, mm-hmm. their clients. And that big payroll company started soliciting the mm-hmm. business to her now end clients that of course, she wants to have come back and have, you know, them mm-hmm. do her, their returns or, and, and do their mm-hmm. tax, tax returns for them. And so, um, it, it was, it was like a, a, a backhanded slap that they, that these people were getting double marketed, marketed against her, you know, who mm-hmm. was providing, you know, the payroll services that she, and anyway, it was very frustrating to her to have them receive that kind of marketing and communication just because they were um, the recipient of their payroll through this software. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's, I don't know, it's just, that's just made me feel uncomfortable. And, and at least for me personally, it, it does, it doesn't work for my ethics. I just, I got to be able to work with a company that I feel uh, isn't out there trying to steal my client away from me. And I would think even from a taxpayer perspective, once they understand or once they know that, you know, this company is, is, is marketing to them, but they're also marketing to my tax professionals, like, wait a minute, are they, what are they doing? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of when it hits you real hard, right? Is like right in the face, like, wait a minute. Yeah. Most, and it's always interesting because I talk to taxpayers sometimes they'll say something like, like about the about the turbo tax and I will say something. Did, do you know that they also make software for tax professionals? And they'll just give me that blank stare like, huh? <laughs> they do that? I'm like, well, yeah, they do that. Or they're like, oh, they'll go, oh, I don't, I didn't know that. So uh, it's just amazing to think about that, that it's important for taxpayers to know this. They see these ads and it's even, I even think about, uh, even some of the franchise companies that essentially do the same thing to their franchisers. Yeah. <laughs> at least in my, at least that's the way it comes across to me. You see these ads go across, use this software, whatever, but it's like, wait a minute, I, I see this franchise over here in my town that's, mm-hmm. that's doing business and you're advertising to use their online software. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I, so I think that's yeah. another smart, they're a franchiser, but they're still a tax professional, a small business tax professional like me, essentially. Right. Yeah. They just, they Paying just franchise a, fees. Yeah. They're just got a franchise fee. They've got a franchise mm-hmm. name and the franchise, their own franchise is competing against them. You're right. You're right. 
And so to me, that that's a little, I could, if, if I was a franchise owner and actually, I don't know the whole story about it, but looking in mm-hmm. it from the outside, uh, it looks, it looks like it would be disheartening to the small business owner that that's a franchise person to have their franchise competing against them. Yeah. Using, saying their own software out there, be it an online marketing or be it, they're heavy in television, of course, in January all the time. So mm-hmm. that's just another area where it's, I don't know, to me that, that as a tax professional would be difficult, be yeah. difficult to do. Now, the other part too, that kind of bugs me, because I've actually been approached with this a few times, is when an EA, an enrolled agent or a CPA often, and I've mentioned this sometime, I've mentioned this earlier about, they'll often be used to be like supporting them through the... <laughs> Do the software. We're going to provide you with an expert to help do your taxes. It's like, mm-hmm. huh. I, yeah, I mean, I, they're I, I actively know. soliciting them to, 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 to be employed for them. And I, yeah, I wonder, and I, I'm curious your thoughts on that. Cause that's the, you know, the position you're in that, um, well then, I mean, I can yeah. see the, I mean, I'll admit I've been solicited. I received those mm-hmm. things. So I just out of curiosity, I kind of, uh, just kind of inquired on it a little bit a few mm-hmm. years ago and I get those solicitations. I think usually they'll start about this time of year in October and run through the end of the year. And at least for me personally, it's like, I, I don't know, it's not one of those ethical thing to me. It's like, wait a minute, I want to work for this company that's trying to take business away from other professionals. And, mm-hmm. and, and then the fact is they're not, they wouldn't pay me, at least for me personally, they wouldn't pay me enough to even do it. And to just be one of their, just to be one of their, just to be available on the phone or ver- mm-hmm. video conference or whatever. I, I mean, for me, ethically, it just, it just, it just won't work. Yeah. So I, I personally, I personally won't do that. And I would think that you are busy enough, you know, with your current clients and, and what have mm-hmm. you during that time of year, would you really, you know, to shift gears on and um, representing, you know, an online company in for a couple hours a day? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It doesn't sit well with me either. Yeah. It's, it's just another one of those things. I mean, in some, maybe for some EAs or CPAs, maybe it works good for them. That's, that's their choice. Mm-hmm. That's their business. I, I certainly can respect that. It's just for me, it's not something I, at least currently I wouldn't do, but yeah. who knows? Things could change, <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty much busy enough during that, during that time of year where I'm, I'm not going to do that. And I really want people to understand as they listen to this set, a do it yourself software is really I mean, it's good software. The companies have put it, they put it together. But it, to me, it is so impersonal. And that's and, where, and if the tax professional is, is not, you know, kind of doing those five E's, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. they, they kind of become impersonal just as well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And not even, you know, they, they're going to get more emails from the, the DIY than they do from, from their current, you know, tax professional, mm-hmm. they're going to think that the, that the, the software cares more. So yeah. that's where, you know, mm-hmm. in that way, you got to set yourself, set yourself yeah. apart as a professional. Yeah. In some ways that's why I try to work at, which I, I admit I haven't been the best at, but I've been, been working at doing things like maybe sending out more emails. Uh, and some, I've, I've been using regular mail sometimes to send stuff to people mm-hmm. as well still, because that's still, at least for the people that I deal with, it seems to be just as effective. It's even better, I would say. Even better. <laughs> because uh, I even had, I, I, one of my continuing education people I go to, he talked about mailing stuff to people. It's like, it's almost like a novelty anymore for people to get a letter. Right. Yeah. Something other than a bill or a statement, that would be, it's, it's, it just warms your heart and that's what you need. And so I'm like, you know, that makes sense. And yeah, granted, it's 
50, whatever, 50 some odd cents now to send something out. But <laughs> if it's another one of those deals, you send it out quarterly or monthly, whatever you choose to do. At least I try to try to do something at, at the minimum quarterly, but still it's very, it's the, it's the, it's the thought. Or as I, as I mentioned earlier, I sometimes I'll send, I try to pay attention to the local stuff to see, to send out cards to, to clients and stuff, just to let them know or if a relative of a client or whatever, if I know, I see a client who died and I know where to send it, I'll, I send out a card. Just, just little things like that are, are so important to keep the personal, which you're not going to get those kind of cards from your do-it-yourself software. So you just do it and even just try to make a, a call once in a while, just to check how they're doing. I, I did that. I did that with a few clients. And, uh, but when you have a few hundred clients, you can't quite get through everybody, but still the effort, getting the effort mm-hmm. out there, which is what I really try to do. And which is why I appreciate about Taxware is that they, they make those efforts uh, throughout the year there. So, but Kathy, you know, Kathy, hope, hope I'm sorry. I called you Kathy there. <laughs> <laughs> My mom would be ashamed, but that's okay. I'll answer to, to both. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> Catherine, I do thank you for being on today. We're just running out of time. It's been a very wonderful discussion about, uh, about DIY software, why the tax professional needs to make themselves stand out mm-hmm. and why this is important for the taxpayer to know this, because uh, it's not just, What's the word I'm looking for? Roses. It's not just rose cover glasses just because you use your do-it-yourself software. There's a lot yeah. more to it. Then you realize a lot more behind the scenes. So we just want everybody to know that. So anyway, I'm going to remind everyone, if you're anything come up today, you want to talk about more, you're always welcome to give me a call here at successcashtracksfinancial.com. Of course, the phone number, which is 844-394-4287. We have a few mutual exploration sessions open to anybody in the country because I'm an enrolled agent, happy to help service you with this free mutual exploration session to just to understand a little bit about your situation and give you the personal service that you deserve that you just cannot get from a do-it-yourself software. You can also schedule that at cashtracksfinancial.com. So once again, Catherine, I thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure. And so we'll look forward to talking to everyone once again next week, always 9 a.m. Pacific, here on the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge on the Voice America Business Channel. Thank you for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. We'll be back again next Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to share next week.